0: 20 yards.
1: On 11.16 SEN,
2: The Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to The Four Diego's on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. G'day Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this cool Wednesday night. Not sure if... uh, Warren following a sexy land ad <laughs> is uh, is good radio placement. But uh, good evening, Vidi Venezuela. Welcome it's, to it's you. It's going to hurt the brand, isn't it? it it's going to hurt going to sexy hurt. land. It is. Um,
3: good evening, Rodrigo.
2: Yes, yeah, nice to see you. And Warren, welcome to the show.
3: Why would that be inappropriate?
2: No, no. Look, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> what did you
3: call it? Radio placement. Oh no. Anyway.
2: That's what, what I called it, but I, I don't know if I'm did right. Did you make that up? <laughs> I just made that up.
3: <laughs>
1: it's good to be here, Rodrigo. Yeah, good to see you yep. and uh, and Carlos. Oh, well, yeah, Rodrigo. Hello there, Vidi Venezuela and Warren. I'll say hello to you two. It's the end of an A-League season and uh, people think that, uh, that they've had enough of the a No, but you've got a couple <laughs> more weeks of the a Yes, We'll wrap it up when we want to wrap it up.
2: We've worked very hard this A-League season. Absolutely. Hey, thanks to Matt Grandlin, uh, Milne and Jeff Polter, or Pults as he's known, um, our <laughs> listeners, uh, Great show. Just uh, brought back great memories of uh, ex-footballers who came to your school many, many years ago. Mm. Uh, Kelvin Templeton was uh, mine in grade prep. But anyway, yep. shows how old he is. Do you know what? Kelvin <laughs> Templeton and Peter Knights
4: came to, to my there school. You go. To flog we had football Alcoa. He was the Alcoa guy. <laughs> I had Frank
3: Michich
1: and Brenko Bullion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had Charlie Enkos yeah, as well. Right.
3: We had footballers <laughs> out at my school today, so there you go. There you go. Um,
2: welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to have you along. As Carlos said, we're in after ALE Grand yeah. Final Glow. What a fantastic game oh, of football wow. it was. We'll get right into it. Great uh, result. if how are you fantastic feeling? <laughs> before,
4: before you know, th- yeah. thank you for asking me. No, look, thank I know. You I caring. care about I entered the room and. Warren was just gloating because he's a pathetic individual. No, no, that's not true. No, no, his brother was down, but he just wanted to kick his brother when he was (laughs) dead. And that's fine. That's how Mr. Soft Underbelly uh, in the studio beside me rolls. I get that. All right? Because he's got nothing. Was that this year when he said Melbourne victory, soft, undeveloped. Quite <laughs> this A-league season. It, was, it, it feels was. like yeah. two or three yeah, A-League yeah. seasons. And it was you know like what? on the back of uh, three, City had three wins in a row and they were looking good. And then It takes a so long time f-
1: to be actually proved correct. <laughs> it, <but laughs> it, it just shows how obsolete your comments are.
4: But I, I'll say this, Rodrigo, about everything. Yes. That there are there are losses and there are noble losses. No, there's not, yeah. Vinny. There's there just are. Losses. and are. Uh, and the final on the weekend was fantastic. It was riveting. Yeah. you know it was if it was a book it'd be unputdownable yep. and uh, I enjoyed it and I think Sydney deserved to win. I think um in the end it, they it, I, it didn't it didn't upset me too much because they played very well. I was gutted for the boys because they worked really hard yeah, and gave did. 100% and uh but they walked off that pitch heads high and and, and that, that was good.
1: Now, Vinny, you've put years and years of research into the penalty yeah. uh, <laughs> philosophy. I'm gathering data. I, 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 I continue. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did the data <laughs> did lend it, itself yeah, to, my, to your hypothesis about, my hypothesis? What was your hypothesis? So my, yeah. my hypothesis is
4: that defenders should take penalties right. all, at all times because they don't overthink the penalty. Yep.
1: It, it's not like it's generalist what you're saying at all. You so know, because you're, you're saying that...
4: Your Vidmars, they for, knew how to take... Your Muskies, they knew how to take yeah. a penalty. So who it missed the dilly first dilly. penalty for Sydney, Vinny? It was a defender, <laughs> Warren. Yeah. Well, the, that, that, that hurt my data. <laughs> <laughs> who missed the
3: first penalty for victory, Vinny?
1: Carl Valeri? Valeri.
4: Well, he hit the post, Warren, and I, and I... Even though it was technically a miss... Oh, okay. He... Yep. he he hit it with such verve and anger <laughs> yep. that verve to anger. me it counts as that's the way you should take a penalty. Only the crossbar got in the way. Yep.
3: All right. yep. So You're yeah, hanging on to threads of credibility. No, not at
4: all. Because like, Rowe has a striker also missed a penalty. So yes. it well, a kind of, my data evened out at yeah. the end. You'll find that the standard deviation
2: yeah. uh, is very minor. As we were leaving, as we were changing uh, with the guys on uh, just before us, Jeff Poulter asked the question, why doesn't the best penalty taker yep. Go first, or the best penalty takers go in the first three. When, uh, when Sydney FC missed a penalty, why didn't Barisha, um, yeah, you know, take step well, up? Well, if you look at the guys, who I'd tri- like to answer that, well, but we've got to go to the lab. Troezy,
1: <laughs> look at the. Yeah, let's go to the lab. Let's <laughs> open the door of the lab. We go to the lab. I've got my white coat on. <laughs> yeah. Go to the lab. Tell okay. us why, Carlos. Okay, Troezy, not a bad player. He took the first one. Good player, right? It was it Valeri second? Yep. Yeah, captain of the team. No, expected no. Expected to no, score. No, no. He scored penalty for second. Okay. Third was um, Broxham. He scored. Right. Mm. Fourth Defender. was Rojas. Mm. Right. Yep. So if someone had and Brishia was supposed to be fifth, right? Yes. Now if someone gave you that list before the before the shootout. You know, Brishia, by the way, has missed one or two this season. He certainly has. So I would think that the best players did take it in the order. That uh, that there was, you know, that people would expect them to take it. And Rojas, by the way, he didn't want to take I, it. Carlos, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> you whether you were going to say it off air. Maybe it on maybe air. it wasn't in the uh, in the you know before he joined the club. You know, they have the the pre-signing interview. They mm-hmm. sit you down. They know that you can play a bit, but then they sit you down and ask you questions. I don't think they asked him a question about have you taken a penalty before, <laughs> yes. and if you did. What was the outcome? Because he's only taken two penalties in his life. One was on the weekend. The other one he missed uh, you know, when he was younger. So I don't think he's told anyone a Victory that it, maybe penalties aren't his strong suit. It, big, it begs a bigger question
3: for me about Marco Rojas because...
1: Don't, don't
3: read anything into it. No,
1: no, just, no, I'm reading... No, no, no. Some no, of the greats no, missed penalties. No, no.
3: What I'm
4: saying to you is this. Sorry, just to interrupt, that's why the defenders should take the penalties because they're not considered as greats. Right. So they don't have that weight of expectation yeah. on their shoulders. Now back to Warren. This hypothesis is going off in so many different
2: angles. No,
3: no. There's, no, there's a clear hypothesis. There's no hypothesis. This is fact, as I
4: saw
1: it. No there's nothing gonna... to read into Rojas missing his penalty. There's nothing. No, He He's shouldn't just have even. The no, no, he shouldn't have even taken it. So you're not blaming Rojas, you're oh, blaming I... someone else. Kevin now. Musket. Oh, you hate Musket.
3: No, you no. Do. You hate no. Him. I'm on record numerous times of saying that Kevin Muskett is a far better coach than he ever was a player. Well, you're wrong there. No, he's and a he fine dem- player, and he de- and he's Angry, a player, he take a penalty. Fine. He's a better coach, right? But Rojas was gone; had hit the wall mentally and physically. He was offside about 27 times in the second half.
1: Take him off. Are you saying he was feigning injury, injury so he wouldn't take the penalty? No, that, you're putting words in my mouth. I, th- I think you're saying he was feigning injury because he knew pen- penalties were coming. I actually
4: think Broich did that in the <laughs> in,
1: in oh, that yeah. finals yeah. game when he,
4: he came off and put the ice straight away because he didn't want to be available for a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> fair
2: enough. Lawrence just coughed up a lung yeah, in, in, right. the, in the corner yeah. here at the uh, 40 acres. Hey, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If you'd like to uh, join us tonight, if you're a victory supporter. What did you think about the yeah. game? If you went to the game, what was the atmosphere like? Because there were thousands of you, it was fantastic to see. By the way, and uh, you know, you got right behind the team, and the noise yeah. was fantastic. fantastic on TV. I wish yeah, I was, was there,
4: Rodrigo. The only good thing that I hope will come out of this grand final loss for victory is that they'll stop playing horses. <laughs> That's the only thing. It's,
2: it's not like going to happen. Us. It's not going to happen.
3: Oh, uh, look, he coached magnificently, and I look. I went close to predicting this. I went close (laughs) to actually getting this 100% right. I said this time last week. Maybe
1: it was a bit The only thing that stymied your prediction was that Sydney actually scored. Yeah, no. no. And they went on to win. No,
3: no. See, this is where you only tend to half listen to most things (laughs) that I've said. I clearly said that the only chance that victory would have of winning was if they scored first. And they did score first, and they went bloody close. No, they didn't go. I mean, when
1: did Sydney score their equaliser? Hang on. Uh, It was the 71st minute. And can I say, I feel sorry for... Yeah, 69th minute, Ryan Grant. I'm getting
3: abusive text messages from different Victory Mm -hmm. fans. And Sean from Werribee Districts, if he doesn't stop texting me right (laughs) now... (laughs) He's just a typical Melbourne victory fan. I got one
2: from the CEO of Sexyland. Don't ever <laughs> let him do the weather after our ads. Anyway, Olay oh, oh, hey boys, great game. Shame about the result, but can't fault the boys. They were an inch to the right of winning. Um, never been prouder of the club. Remind Warren that you've got to be in it to win it. That's yeah. Landy on the East Link. 4 so
1: for victory is a success. I couldn't help but actually imagining if Melbourne City was in that grand final, how they would not have been able to rise to that occasion That the intensity that was required mm. to meet a great team. If Sydney wasn't a great team, they wouldn't have been beating Victory because that was Victory's best game for the year and they, and they were pretty good for not only the 90 minutes but the whole 120 minutes. And look, okay, missed two penalties. Let's not include that. But, but for the whole game, Victory were very, very mm. good and they pushed Sydney all the way. If Sydney weren't a great team... I think victory would have won that game. City, I don't know. Sydney City, City would have just wilted. And they let's, would have wilted. Let's and not can,
4: forget that Troisi hit the crossbar too. Yeah, so, true, true. You know, and, and lady luck and, and wasn't Melbourne,
3: shining on us. Uh, Sydney hit, the bar, hit the, um, the, the bar as well. Not the bar. The, the oh, up, they hit the bar, bar right, the
2: for about three days after the grand final. No, fire. no, but
3: his, uh, if I was Steve Valkanis... And I still Steve. Shane. <laughs> Shane. You Sorry. mean Shane? I, no, Michael. Isn't it? Well you yeah, calling I, him?
1: You, the year? You, you, you seriously you don't know his man. name? I thought you were joking. That's what we were jokingly. We were doing it. <laughs> you during seriously the year. don't know your own coach's name? No.
4: You come in here. You give me a, a hard. You enjoy giving me a hard time because my team's lost the uh, the no. A League Grand Final. You don't even know the name of your gaffer.
3: I would have said if he's still got the letters on his tracksuit and hasn't actually been marched out of the place. I would have done what I... I would have got the Melbourne City players around in a huddle. and I would have made them watch that grand final. <laughs> made them watch the grand yeah. final and say, well, that's the type of intensity that's required. I, I don't by, agree by the with way, you by totally. The way,
1: by the way, that, that's a game that Tim Cale revels in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Tim Bruno, would have been Bruno, great. Bruno Fornaroli would have yep. reveled in that. Uh, yep. Kilkenny would have reveled in that. Uh, but I still think, you know, with the way City performed in the second half of this year... They would have just wilted in that final, and it wouldn't have been such a spectacle. A million miles I could, away. I could, I could have been. I could be wrong, but and I, and I know we're hypothesising. Well, there's no
3: evidence it. to suggest, based on their second it's half true. of the season, they might. Not, I know they're
1: listening to us right now. They might not like what I've got to say, but
3: they would have wilted. They're definitely listening now, and I hope they take it next year because they're going to improve. And I'm, I'm sorry. I was look, and I was sorry for Melbourne victory for about. 35 to 40 seconds after the game,
1: and then I wanted to actually just celebrate. Yeah.
3: But where was. Why, why didn't Frank Lowy come back?
1: What, what for? He's, you mean Stephen Lowy, his son? Was Steve
3: Lowy on the stage? No. He's, why overseas. Not?
1: he's overseas. He's overseas. Oh, too busy. Why, it, why it wasn't, wasn't a good there? look, I agree. It wasn't a good look. I didn't, I didn't see. Look, Frank probably was there somewhere. Because uh, they just come off. I don't think he's doing public appearances these days, Frank. But his son Steve. No, no, he have been did there.
3: make a pub. He hob, hobnobbed with um, Malcolm Turnbull and Donald oh, yeah, Trump over, yeah, over, yeah, in, yeah, over but, in the US. Oh, well, well, the last know.
4: time he was on one of those platform stages, he yeah, fell no, off. So right. it's know, probably yeah. David yeah, Gallup
1: didn't get the raz that I thought listen, he might get. Listen, don't start ridiculing Frank Lowy. I he's, wanted him he's, there. He's in the last part of his life, and you're going to be sorry if he's crook. And he wasn't there for a reason. Okay, fair enough.
3: No, the it's only because you, on you always the... regret that. I mean, no, Andrew Redmayne the... had
1: to leave Melbourne City because your you said city was hopeless. <laughs> and look, he won and a he... medal. <laughs> he's won a he won, he won, won a medal. Yeah, you know, he's got three grand final winning medals. He has it's amazing. too. Yes, yeah, just off
2: the text message to you, boys from Brendan. This is a good question, actually. Hi, Diego. If you had to rate the grand final coaches out of ten, what would it be, and why?
1: O- on that game. On that game. I would think both got 10. Ex- mm. oh, look, I'd probably say no. Nine to Muskie because uh, – and I, I'd love to know, and I don't know why any media is not asking this question, why did he not make subs earlier? But he, may, I'm sure he had a reason because we found out days after apparently – Valeri's done a calf in the first 20 That's minutes. That's a good effort to play. Yeah, the and, and they've brought in Mahazi. Mahazis, they've called him up and they say, oh, I've got a migraine. Like, he's on the bench, oh. he's got a migraine. So no one knew that. So you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. But the question I have of Musky is, you know, what's the reasoning behind not making the subs? We know about that one. But how about, you know, Egan came on a bit late, I think, in extra time, yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting how he didn't use the bench, especially when Rojas was struggling. But... That sort of criticism from me, I'd like just to know what the thinking behind it was. What but about I Graham think, Arnold? Well, Graham Arnold in the first half, I think that their team struggled with Victory's uh, aggressive approach and the way they went about it. I thought they defended uh, Barisha's goal really badly. I mean, mm. it really just opened it up, just parted the seas between uh, Wilkinson and uh, bose. And,
2: and that hasn't happened to them pretty no. much all year.
1: No, so I would think probably a nine for each. Yep. It wasn't I, look, a perfect performance by Arnie. It was I think, pretty good, though. Yeah. I think victory were clearly the underdogs going in, and given
4: the uh, the, the consistency that Sydney has shown, the fact that uh, victory pretty b- bullied themselves into the game and, and kept themselves in the game and 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 kept Sydney under pressure. I would give probably a slightly higher mark to Muskie because he had a bigger job to do. Because mm. um, you know, Graham Arnold had he, yeah he had the consistency all year,
3: although. In saying that, Vinny, I think to give credit to Arnie, because he'd had a set plan all season. He took Olosko off at about the 66th minute and bought on a beanie and then normally... No, 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 beanie didn't play. No, no, had normally Normally, done. Olosko, I think, had only played six games in full for the whole season. Yep. And he'd normally bring on a beanie and he didn't have a beanie and then he'd normally bring on Matt Simon for Bobo at mm. some stage later in the game. I think his substitution of Carney... Now, you would say that's obvious, but it wasn't an obvious, you know, player-for-player player like Swap, which a Losko and Abini sort of are. And Carney, for me, was probably yeah. the most influential player in turning the momentum of the game around from a point where it was 50-50... But really, in the last 20 minutes, you probably, until the mistake, and you can say you're right about, you know, hitting the bar, bar Tracy. But the team more likely to score in the last 20 minutes was Sydney, I, I thought. Yep. And that was through Carney, substitution. And Ferrani, who had just done set substitutions almost all season, to make that one was pretty significant. And Carney delivered in space, yep. really.
2: Hey, Scott in Craigie Burns called us, wants to talk about the grand final. Good day, Scott, and welcome to the show.
0: Evening, boys. How are we? Yeah, very well. Good.
2: What did you think yeah. of the game?
0: Ah, yeah, it was a good game. I was surprised we made the final. As I just said, there was nothing we would make it, but we totally dominated Brisbane and then moved on to this game. And I thought we uh, dominated Sydney in the first half and in extra time. I thought it was pretty fifty-fifty the second half. But you know, there's there's a lot of contentious stuff in the grand final, boys. I'm not going
5: to
0: not going to whinge about it, but just got to point out the deficiencies in the refereeing. Um, it was absolutely farcical. Holoscio was on the pitch. He should have been sent off for that. It was not an eye gouge that got that bad. Yeah, that
3: was. All, I agree with you, Scotty. That was very ordinary. It was late, and it was just not
1: part of. But you can see why Jared Gillett didn't actually see that. Yeah, because um, if he saw, it, he would have given him a red card. But that's where i must And Francis Leach and I were talking about it today on SEN. You know why wasn't the VARs used? You know to especially the, they've got to see the replay. It's pretty obvious the referee didn't see it. Uh, why was you know why didn't that come into play? I don't know. Anyway,
2: thanks for that, uh, Scott. Really appreciate your call here on SCN. Let's go to Brad in Port Melbourne. G'day, Brad, and welcome to the show.
1: How's it going, boys? Yeah,
2: very well. I want to talk about the grand final. How do you how did you feel about yeah. the game?
6: So I'm I'm a Melbourne City member, Ooh. and um I I just watched it as a as a mutual, and um I thought it was an absolute fantastic game. I mean, it, it was probably one of the best games of the year, in my opinion, in terms of um. The way it finished, I mean, it was, I mean, penalties suck, and that's that's the sad thing about football. Is, I mean, we've seen World Cups come down to penalties, and there's a hero and a villain, and that's that's the sad thing, you know. Um, but, but besides that, it was a pretty it was a pretty good game. I mean, I mean, um, both teams had a chance. If you go to the last what's the last ten minutes of extra time, both teams had a chance to win it. So, I mean, you know, that's all you can ask for as as a as a supporter. And um, when it comes down to penalties, you may as well just flip the coin. So, I mean, there's no other way There's no other way a football match can be decided after you've played 120 minutes. What do you do? You go 150.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> Brad, great call, mate. And all those points are really important. But there's every time we have this situation and the two teams are both deserving and the, but the penalty shootout fails one of them, everyone says, oh, why do we have a penalty shootout to decide these things? Well, I've got to say, I love the drama of a penalty mm. shootout. I know there's some players who are scarred for life and there's some players who... But I just love the fact that the, the, the guts and the, uh, and the resilience these players show. It's a big game. I mean, this wasn't a World Cup final. People do this in the World Cup final. Or uh, let's talk about John in the, when they got in 2005 when they qualified for the World Cup in that penalty shootout against Uruguay, there was 38 years of absolute, you know, um, tragedy that he had to eradicate with Mm. his penalty. He's walked the 40 yards from the centre circle, picked up the ball, all of Australia's watching. Okay, he was in a friendly stadium and it was an Australian stadium, but imagine being, you know, uh, I think, uh, that was a Sydney end, wasn't it, on the weekend? So the victory player was kicking into the Sydney end and... um, and, you know, a player like Broxham tucks it away with all that pressure on yeah, yeah. Mm. Like The joy or the satisfaction or the, the resilience players show. I just love seeing that. And, of course, you get the, the drama where Rojas has missed it or, or someone's missed it or Valeri's well, missed but, it. Vaduka missed one. I mean, Absolutely. one oh, of the greats. Beggio missed it in a World Cup Levers, final. Yeah. Now, okay, that's that's sad and, and I'm sure, you know, um, it, it scars them for a bit. But they move on and, and they... But I just I just love the drama of it. There was a suggestion, and I read this in one of the papers today, that they have they should have the penalty shootout before extra time, <laughs> because they, they know then what they need to rectify in extra time. Yeah, why? Why so worry? It's four, three why why worry about? Penalties. Why when he talks about performance? Why worry about the players' feelings? Don't worry about the players' feelings. It's all about the drama and people watching. You know, 200,000 more people watched the yeah, penalty shootout. amazing, actually. It was, apparently, it was already the most watched A-League well, game
2: ever. people watching. and 553 <laughs> watched the penalty shootout. Where'd
1: they come from? <laughs> well, they,
2: they must have rung each other. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's
1: on. It's, it's on. on. <laughs> yeah, people are right. tweeting. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Amazing. amazing. It's great. And when they get through it and they win it, it's such great satisfaction. Yes, mm. the losers, you know, the losers are losers, and that's the way it goes. But you know, that that you know, you can't have it all your own way. Well, little kiddies out there got to learn to lose sometimes. <laughs> that's you true, know,
2: Carlos. it's a very good lesson. You know, don't worry about everyone's resilience. feelings. Yes, absolutely. Build resilience,
1: Carlos. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we need to take a break, and we'll talk more about the grand final right after this on the goes on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of
1: sport. We can't win at home. And we can't win on the road. My problem as coach is that I can't think of another place to play. This has been a sad coaching moment by the Four Diegos. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos.
2: Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Four Diegos. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the... uh, Great team at the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Asian Champions League tonight, uh, Brisbane Roar lost to Ulsan Hyundai 3-2 and Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Shanghai Shenhua 3-2. And last night, Adelaide United lost to Yangshu Suning 1-0. Now,
3: Rodrigo, those three games, mm-hmm. those Champions League games, it's fair to say that Adelaide, Brisbane and Western Sydney Wanderers, they weren't playing for sheep stations. Oh, no, they? no, <laughs> well, they're out. they <laughs> Is that, am I getting yeah. that right, too? No, Is you that, are. That's, that's, yeah. They weren't playing for sheep Station. That's right. No. It's not like they were playing for sheep Station. No. Those were pretty meaningless
2: games, weren't they? But, well, they were in the context of you know, the Champions League. So they weren't or, playing for sheep stations. Are you saying nations, that
1: because they're right. being broadcast into Warrnambool or something? No, no, into
3: <laughs> Werribee District, okay, I'm saying. that. Go, that's okay. the reason yeah, why yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Can I say one thing, Carlos? Sitting down with my wife on Sunday night with a glass of red to watch the A-League Grand Finals. Not too much
1: information here. No, no, no. no, no, Did you
2: have a little throw on, you know, a nice little (laughs) little Throw rug. Yeah, a blanket.
3: (laughs) Yeah. No, we don't, sit in the, we don't sit on the same couch, although we're getting a new couch on the weekend, which means yeah. that we might... You know one of those reclining oh, things? You on. press yeah. the button, it goes up. Did you have no. the marshmallows in the No, no, there too, wasn't. Or? The kids were, you know, as kids do now, they were in all parts of the house on, on the, their some sort of social <laughs> yeah. media
1: that we weren't monitoring.
2: <laughs> you know the TV's no. a device too, by yeah,
3: the way. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. No, but it made me realise... and. I disagree with you. Sometimes, out of spite, a lot of the times, just because I can. But that saying, that if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. If we can develop a competition based around genuine rivalry, Sunday night proved that fans will rock up yep. and pay whatever they want to, whatever they need to pay, to get a seat in the theatre of a match like that. Now, you've talked off-air and on-air a lot about the insignificance of, say, Wellington. Wellington. And I think, to me, you've got to question, maybe wrongly I'm saying that, you've got to question the likes of Central Coast and Newcastle in the game because maybe your theory around derbies, significant games within cities, Adelaide, Perth's, Brisbane's where those type of games, that sense of if you build it, they will come to genuine big games, is maybe the secret around trying to get some consistency around crowds and building that sort of momentum throughout the whole season. Because I don't know, the last six or eight weeks was pretty flat to me with Sydney dominating and a question mark around who could make it. But, you know, once you got to the cutthroat nature of finals, people came.
1: True, so, true. Yeah. That's my theory.
2: And I've got to say it again, to the Melbourne Victory supporters that yeah, turned up to yeah. Sydney, fantastic effort. And it I was... went
1: to the Victory lunch, the grand final lunch on Friday. That's a big You've graduated ther- from massive. 1,300 people. You <laughs> and I are right... a Victory fan, aren't you? I was right down the back. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, Right down the back. You're still in there, Carlos. Uh, yeah. Still there. Still there. 1,300 people. And by the way, Eddie J- McGuire. Sorry, just to confirm, yep.
4: Carlos is part of the waiting staff. Yeah,
1: true, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, they only served me soft drink because the alcohol went to the other people. <laughs> and we've seen what happens. Uh, with Eddie McGuire was there, Gary Pert, all the all the you know big head honchos from all the different sports were there. Big big celebrities were there. 1,300 people, and Andrew De Petro, uh mentioned to the whole room with Eddie in that room saying the victory business lunches are bigger than any AFL business lunches they have, and everyone agreed. I mean, this is how big this thing mm. is. And, that's, uh, and congratulations to the victory. Uh, by the way, Vinnie and I are going to the victory medal. Of course you are. And uh, we're trying to get a ticket for Warren, but I'm <laughs> going to force I, him along. I, I somehow um, so don't guys.
3: think that I'll be that welcome. <laughs> Although Ian Robson still owes me a ticket, <laughs> You and I,
2: You and I got a very late invite.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We weren't. Hey, <laughs> 9, 9 let us go to Andrew in Baronia who wants to talk about the grand final. day, Andy. Andrew, and welcome to the Four Diegos.
0: G'day, how are you going?
2: Yeah, not too bad. I nearly called you Andy. Oh, no, no,
0: they didn't
2: call me that. <laughs> so, Andy, what do you think about the game?
0: Good. Um, I watched it at the live side at Had in uh, victory Victoria. Yeah. And there was a there was a lot of people in there.
2: Was the atmosphere was, there great as well? Oh, it we, looked it.
0: At- oh, they they started while well, we we're singing songs and it, so it was like a normal a normal like like we were, we, we, we were all there. It was very really loud when Borussia scored and and when the and and when they missed the penalty, it when it was just like a big like you could, you could hear a pin drop in there. It was very quiet. Yep. And that, but it was a very good atmosphere, and it was. I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to go, but I made my mind up in the wind to, to give it a go, and it was thoroughly enjoyable watching it there. And it was a, a, a disappointing ending, but but it was still a, a great game.
1: So Andy, did you get a chance to commiserate with others? You know the the you know the sad hug, maybe with a, a female that you might have it's taken like, a liking it to. It's exactly <laughs> like wedding crashes. Yeah, is, is did you take sad? that opportunity, Andy? Because that's in amongst all the sadness. There is opportunity,
3: Carlos. There is opportunity. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Andy? Um I just I just pretty much hugged the hug the boys that I was telling. Oh. No, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Andy, what oh, what a, I want to know?
4: Vinny yeah. Venezuela here, Andy. Hello. Hello. Uh, what I want to know is um there in the room, like were they talking Rojas should have come off sooner? Yeah. Should should Muskie have put on sort of Austin sooner? what what was the talk in there?
0: Well, I was I was talking to mates about that. Like, I thought Jai, Jai Ingham should have come on a lot earlier than he did, and I thought they should have brought Mitch Austin on probably after Rojas got that got that um, big tackle in the, yeah. the, uh towards the end of the extra time. Yep. And I didn't think Rojas was fit enough to take a penalty either. He just he just didn't look like he was walking too much. So I thought Mitch Austin should have come on a lot earlier. I didn't know about Valeri till today.
1: Yeah. So he
0: did a good effort, but. So maybe, maybe, maybe even brought on a Nick Antill. Maybe he could have he, he, he could have played a bit higher up, and then they could have done it. But I definitely thought they should have brought Mitch Austin on, um, yeah. probably at some point.
1: I would have. Lo- I just would love to, and we might video we'll corner Muskie on Saturday night. I'm sure. And I'm sure you will. Reddits, yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. After a few Muskie, just tell us you you were right. With off what, the record, we'll no, say no off yeah, the record. You, you were right with what you did. I just want to know your thinking behind it, that's all. Wait, what no two criticism? swear words do you think will accompany his answer no, at the time say, that you Carl, ask him? Carlos, let me explain this to you. you will sit us down because you'll have table number well, one. Well, he take you into his lab. <laughs> last time
4: yeah. last time I went to a victory uh, function and had an off-the-record <laughs> chat, it was with Lubo, and then everything went pear-shaped. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah.
2: Hey, uh, thanks for your call there, Andy. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Good show, boys. Thanks for that. Crasza, how do you rate the A-League season? As a casual soccer fan, I thought, uh, compared with the other years, it was mostly ho-hum.
1: Up until, I was with Warren on this one, up until the last probably four rounds, I was loving it. But then there was just such a distance between, such a gap between Sydney and Melbourne. And then there's such a gap between Melbourne and who was third or fourth. And, uh, and West Sydney were playing so well, you sort of knew they were going to make it. Melbourne City were just falling away. Finals I, it, were good. Finals a, yeah, were no, good. No, I'm just talking about those last five rounds. of. Yeah, uh, until, they, and, until, until, until the, you got not, that really
3: strange game between yeah. Melbourne City and Perth that led into the rematch the following week. Yeah. Finals were good.
1: I mean, No, no, finals were good. I'm just saying the last five rounds of yeah. the actual season because yeah. and it, it's just unique. It was a real non- anomaly because you don't get that normally. There's so much of a gap between first and second. I don't think I've seen that at all. In uh, in A League, so it, because it's a one off, I don't think it's going to be a problem every year. But th- there was a little bit of a, the sameness, and you know, Wellington's got to lift its mm. lift its game for me. <laughs> but, you know, they they just you know people try and talk them up, and people try to defend them when there was talk about them not being issued an extended license. But you know. Start adding something, please. In There's fairness, no
3: rivalry in, over the Tasman.
4: I don't know what went wrong at Wellington, but in fairness to Wellington, when you look at who they signed and who they already yeah. had, we you were expecting them to be finals contenders. So they yeah. had a disappointing season by their reckoning, I'd say, as well as by everyone else's. The Wanderers, I don't think, were... A, like Mitch Nichols had a pretty... He was invisible for most of the year, and I think that, that made a bit of a difference to them. And so... They didn't give us what we thought. And Adelaide didn't back up what they, they'd done the previous season. So th- there were teams there that just didn't hit their stride. But then at the same time, like City came out, guns are blazing. And I thought that sort of yeah. perhaps the first third or, or up until the FFA Cup victory, they were they were really adding something to, to the whole vibe and, and the vibe in Melbourne as well because with, with City ascending and, and Victory not being happy about that, that was quite that, that was really interesting. But uh, it did peter off a little bit. But as you say, the finals were fantastic. I
1: reckon, I reckon the league needs a strong Adelaide. I know people out there who mm. don't like Adelaide. I know there's a lot of rivalry between Melbourne, Victory and Adelaide. But the league needs a strong Adelaide. Imagine if they were the, the Adelaide that was close to the one from last year that won everything, right? Uh, and then you would have had Sydney, Melbourne victory, Adelaide, Brisbane, and West Sydney Wanderers. Mm. I won't count City in because they have disappointing second half of the year. But Adelaide was a tough team to beat, especially after they they got out of that slump of 14 games. Mm. Yeah, And then they came good. I just reckon the A-League needs a strong... And by the way, Perth. Don't forget Perth. Yeah, yeah, I, think, a great I hope oh, yeah. that Adelaide
3: can come back. And I hope Perth... Can prove that they can have two good seasons in a row, which yeah. they've struggled to do. But Carlos, I'm interested. Castro's to...
1: not leaving, apparently. Oh, okay, I
3: think he's staying. So, and
2: Moore's left. Um, yep, that's right.
3: Adelaide, yeah. Yeah. But it seems that it seems it, that Sydney are going to be something. Are going to do something that Tony Popovich could never contemplate, and that is having almost the same eleven that starts the following season as what they've had this season. They've signed Ninkovich. The set. The sense is that. Bobo will re-sign. I think is the only one... Well, he, probably... might leave.
1: he might leave because they've actually taken the marquee status of him and, and given it to it, Nikovich. Yeah. I don't think the camp will be a happy camp in that situation. But it
3: seems like, you know, Alex Brosk has said that, he'd wanted, yeah. that he wants to play again. You'd imagine that he gets the opportunity to do that. And most of the other guys will be the same. Do you think that they could reasonably expect to be as good next season notionally changing very little no, of their team.
1: I think these days uh, everyone learns from the, the champions. Everyone sort of looks at the champions and tries to emulate what they've done uh, and the way they go about it. So you'll, you'll see whatever Sydney did, other teams will try and replicate that. and. The, Sydney's got to get 20% better and they won't get 20% better with the same team they were at their maximum so they've got to bring in some more players and, stir things up a bit
2: and the depth of their squad was one of the reasons yeah. they were so good those, guys that, didn't gone. Get, those yeah. guys that didn't get all that a lot of game time yeah. um, might be looking elsewhere yeah. you know, you'd know, you think that you know, they're, they're not yeah, they, Carly, they want to Carly play won't want to sit you know, on the bench yeah. who's yeah. a good player yeah, good as well yeah. um, Abini as you said uh, you know, so, so Matt Simon will hang around yeah, he's gone. Yeah, so he's
1: gone to the MLS. Vancouver Whitecaps, apparently. There you
2: go. And um, yeah. Mahazi's left uh, Melbourne Victory as yeah, well. Personal today yeah, for personal reasons, For yeah. personal reasons. Good luck to him. Yeah. Really,
1: I, I know a bit of a target of the uh, of the Victory fans at different times. You know, the Boo a bit Boys, of, Carlos. Yeah, the Boo <laughs> Boys. And uh, But I've always liked him. And I think uh, his type of play, you give him enough game time, Give him the support and encouragement. He's the next... He'd become a really good central midfielder. The
3: next Lee Broxham type, you know, give him an opportunity. He wins you over.
4: I know we've got to go to a break, but um, I think an interesting project could be in Newcastle with Daniel Jojewski going up there. Let's say... FBK goes up there as well. Yep. Suddenly you've got a team that... Broish uh,
1: they're talking about Broish maybe. That, that could be
4: doing stuff and, and, it, and they're due as well because well, Newcastle make, is the, the mainland Wellington yeah, as far as I'm Ernie, concerned.
1: Ernie will make them competitive. Yep. They'll make them, and they'll be much more consistent with Ernie Merrick. He was a new coach very right inter- Yeah, of
2: course. Uh, very interesting to see that uh, as it unfolds. Uh, Tony Piñata resigned uh, as the CEO yeah. of Sydney FC we Had as enough, well. tired. Well, you know, uh, won, uh, a cha- won
3: a premiership yeah. and a championship. Got to, the, got to the top of the mountain.
1: Yeah. I think he
2: still has his family no, still in
1: Melbourne yeah, as well. Yeah, no, unless... Well, the, the next team, the expansion team, would probably yeah. be after him. But the expansion won't happen until 2018. Unless he wants to have a year off. Hmm. Recharge the batteries. But I think a Victorian Patriots... He's a very, very close friend with Lou Sticker, uh, the player agent who I believe has got a lot to do with the Victorian Mm. Patriots' bid. Watch this space, Sam. Yep.
2: Hey, let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on 11.16 SCN Melbourne's Home of Football.
1: A groundsman at a third division Italian club turned up at the stadium to find 11 wooden crosses, each bearing the name of a team player, planted in the middle of the pitch. Police said the disgruntled fans of a Central Italian Club, which had lost its last four matches, were presumably to blame. If you play for this club, I hope you sleep well tonight. We are the Four Diegos.
2: Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Four Diegos. Uh, been talking about uh, the A-League Grand Final, of course, which was a draw. In the end, uh, <laughs> after the game was the time. winner, the game was the winner, uh, yeah, of course. But Sydney FC uh, were the champions after the penalty shootout, 4 uh, 2 in the end. Hey, yeah, uh, let's go across to the UK and catch up with our man from the sun.co.uk and the Sun News Pictorial in the uh, UK. It's Mike Good G'day, Mike, and welcome to the show.
5: Hi, guys, thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, very nice to hear your voice, Rodrigo. Here, Vinny's here as well. Carlos and Warren wants to ask you the first question, as always.
3: Mike, interested because. Um acutely interested in the last few games but uh Jose Mourinho he made a decision on the weekend didn't he and part of it was forced around injuries but he made a decision as to the way that he saw himself getting to Champions League in terms of winning the Europa and not looking to qualify directly through the Premier League Mm. good call bad call what do you reckon
5: I suppose we'll find out on, uh, I think it's May the 24th, when the Europa League final uh, is is played, because it really is putting all those eggs into that basket on getting to Sweden, um, getting to Solna in Stockholm and beating what looks like it's going to be Ajax, um, providing there's no upset in Lyon. So uh, it really, I think it's a big gamble. I would but then he would uh, Jose would probably look at it and say well this is my best chance I'm going to maximize that chance um and that comes at the at the cost of uh, a stronger team at the emirates and uh, what was a pretty poor defeat really all in all it just wasn't didn't really feel like a united arsenal game that one um, so i think it's a really big gamble you could you could end up with nothing of course and that would be um uh, not disastrous because he's won a t- won a, a trophy already, but I think it's a gamble that he needs to get right.
4: Mike, it was very nice to see that uh, Jose was happy that uh, he made the Arsenal fans happy at the <laughs> end of the game. Was do you yeah. think Wenger was the happier person? Was he was he you know reveling in the victory, or does, does someone like Mourinho saying that just sour things up even more?
5: Yeah. Uh, um... It's difficult to uh, it's difficult to really keep a lid on emotions half a you know, half an hour after the game, and Jose can never really he can never really resist a little um, a dig in the ribs at some of his rivals. <laughs> however, however much uh, you know the the relationship has kind of thawed over the years or over the last couple of years, it's still a defeat. It still hurts, and I think that was a little bit of. The frustration coming out, he couldn't resist it to so, say, look, you know, I've, uh, it's very rare to see them uh, you know, singing and um, waving their scarves around against me. So he was just making a point that he does have an excellent record against Arsene um, and probably just to emphasize that, yeah, this is a special, special um, kind of circumstances, which meant that they lost this game.
1: Now, Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, here at the Diego's, and you would know because you've been our correspondent for about 15 years, uh, we don't mind a probe. And uh, FIFA's got a probe at the moment. They're probing all sorts of... Uh, Themselves, transfer. Carlos, yeah, which tr- is interesting. It's, it's ironic, isn't it, really, that they're probing <laughs> someone else when they should be... Pro- well, people are probing them at the same time. But uh, obviously on the back of a, a very controversial book that's been released in Germany, Football Leaks, the Dirty Side of Football, uh, the investigations into, obviously, the ugly side, the dark side of transfers. And uh, apparently FIFA has decided to probe the Paul Bog- uh, Pogba... Transfer uh, from uh, from uh, Juventus to Manchester United. Apparently it's a 41-page contract. Oh, I just so it it's on a 41-page probe, Carlos. Yeah, and, uh, and you've got the, uh, obviously there's a lot of questions about that. And also, you know, there's uh, they've divulged uh, you know, the wages that players have made and Slatan uh, Ibrahimovic has made more money than Cristiano Ronaldo and Cristiano's making more money than Messi. It's going to cause havoc, isn't it? with This probe and uh, it's all coming out.
5: Yeah, they, yeah. The ethics, the ethics committee uh, seems to be kind of disbanded at FIFA, but they, they've still got their claws into certain, um, certain so I, I love the way also that that FIFA rely on football leaks uh, for their information as well. <laughs> yeah. for, for, for you know, for for the governing body of the whole. Um, of the whole sport globally, it's uh, it's come from uh, it's come from a website to, who's kind of hacked into uh, you know to to get this information. Look, I, you know, United I think are pretty relaxed about it. I think they've already had conversations with FIFA about the transfer. It's just what you know the headline is how staggering it is that, that agents can make this amount of money um, out of. Out of players, you know, 23 million up front for Raiola is an incredible amount of money, uh, and I just think that there's probably just implications about kind of the relationship between um, agents, players, and and who really is controlling them, um, and who and whether that's right as well. So it does. It's a massive, um, a, a massive story, and also, like you say, what. What I found as well that players are always in each other's ear. What has your agent got for you? You know what what are you on? But he's on this this amount of money, and and it it's staggering the amount of money that Ibrahimovic is on. And also it would kind of people will say, well, that, that's a benchmark now. He's a, a match winner for um, for Manchester United can earn three hundred thousand pounds a week or more. You know well maybe aren't worth that as well. So it's a, it's an incredible story.
1: It's almost like a, a a bottomless pit of money because if you look at the detail of uh, Slatern Ibrahimovic's contract, there's bonuses every five goals he scores. I mean, they're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. Every time he scores five, uh, that five goals, uh, he gets all this money. I mean, it's just incredible the amount of money that's that's shared amongst you know, players and their agents and, and who knows any other intermediaries around the place. It It is out of control, but clubs are paying this.
5: That's true. And cl- clubs are paying the money, and obviously they, they're getting a lot more money through this TV deal and the next TV deal um, that's coming in. So, you know, there, there's a lot of money um, around. I ju- my personal view is that it might reach a point where... Um, that is, you know, that TV companies are saying that is this too much money to be paying? It's a hell of a lot. Is the product worth paying that amount of money? And then you're in a situation, you know, if that money doesn't come in for the game, then we're in big trouble because players have signed contracts on on massive, massive money. Um, I, I do, you know, but it, this seems to this is the the market really. I think you know, uh, 20 years ago. Or maybe you know, twenty years ago, when people would say you know, fifty thousand pounds a week was such a an incredible amount of money for a footballer to be on, and now, you know, pretty average players get fifty thousand pounds a week, which is which is just incredible.
2: Hey, Mike, I know we're paying you that much, so so <laughs> yeah. we we need to get you off now because uh, it's costing us a fortune. Thanks for your time tonight, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Cheers, guys. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK. Let's take a break and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
1: On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's.
2: Time flies when you're having fun. Geez, the, the conversation went up a notch inside here with all the. When we're talking about the what players are earning, unbelievable oh, stuff. Imagine
3: if um, that football site actually. Showed what the Diegos were earning. In <laughs> well, order of highest to lowest our fans out there,
2: Tevez is, a million per week. Yeah. Oscar at Shanghai SIPG, six fifty per week, thousand. Yeah. hundred thousand. Zlatan, six hundred and forty seven thousand per week. Cristiano five hundred and ninety four thousand per week. Gareth Bale, five sixty nine per week, and Lionel Messi.
1: Messi will be it. knocking down the CEO's door at, ba- uh, at Barcelona tomorrow, wanting more.
3: That's it for this week's show. So remember, Carlos. where Puerto Rican girls hang out, we'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever you, Samba, Rumba, and La Bumba, we'll,
4: we'll be there. there. Wherever there are girls who throw it on their head and balls in their face, we'll, we'll be we'll there. there. Wherever
3: Gringos play
2: football, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. there. We are the 4 Diego.
0: Go, Juve.